worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Welcome to the Steve Reeve Podcast with the best moments from the past week and a few things that didn't make it there. Tuesday. How often do you think about the Roman Empire? Hmm? Boyfriends and husbands. Have you been asked this by your partners yet? Um, it seems to be another innocuous uh, trend on the wide expanses of the internet of late. Um, and I was in a car with my girlfriend coming up from Edmonton yesterday. So, you know, for those four hours and change, uh, you better believe that I got grilled on it. Uh, and the answer is, uh, I don't know. Every once in a while, I guess. Uh, and honestly, yeah, sometimes I do. And uh, I've even read uh, a little bit of a comic book that's just been coming out recently uh, called Dead Romans. Uh, pretty good. Uh, and uh, you, you got to imagine reading that. You're going to be thinking about the Roman Empire just a little bit. The writers certainly were. But anyway, the answer is, I don't know, every once in a while. Uh, certainly a lot more often now that I'm being asked about it all the time. Question. Anyone, uh, anyone out there think that maybe we've got enough? Local chatter groups online for Fort McMurray, yeah? When do we hit the quota? I mean, when's what's the cutoff? I'm not seeing one. The evolutions never seem to cease. Everything goes. Everything actually goes. Anything and everything goes. Who goes there? Hey, it's everything. And maybe a little anything. Uncensored discussion. Even more uncensored discussion. Never get censored in this discussion over here. And of course, girl gangs one through five. I'm not even going to get into the neighborhood groups because you know we'd just be here all day you're listening to the steve reeve podcast, podcast. from 100.5 cruise fm tom DeLong of blink 182 saying that he didn't think he'd ever play music again not just that he didn't think that the band would get together again uh but it was when he found out that mark hoppus was sick when he was told directly from hoppus himself that uh, he was dealing with cancer and that he was going to have to be going through the whole process and you know, it is a difficult scenario to, to face. Uh, it immediately made all of the members of the band uh, uh, want to do something about it. Of course, they've announced that their new album is going to be coming out next month. It's going to be October 20th. And uh, you can, of course, pre-order it, pre-save it, do all that good stuff as well. Uh, the Pretenders have announced a very intimate show, or at least a series of shows, in the UK. So nowhere near here, but very intimate uh, club shows uh, with dates including uh, some really, really uh, you know old school venues, some brand new ones as well, but only a very limited number and, of course, very small sizes for the audience at every single one of them. Lucky those who will be able to actually attend. There's a bear at Disney World, or there was. There was a bear at Disney World. Uh, if you hadn't read the headline just yet, a bear uh, was spotted in and amongst at the Magic Kingdom. I mean, it's like for animals, right? They all come and they hang out with the princesses and stuff. I think it's right on point. It's on brand. But, uh, you know, no, actually, in reality, it's a theme park and there's a bear there. They did uh, have to do something about it. They shut down 10 rides at Disney World. That's probably in addition to all the other rides that just were shut down because they broke down Indiana Jones. I'm looking at you, but they had to, of course, get a concerted effort together and remove it safely. Bear was not harmed. Bear is moved. Nobody was harmed elsewise. 
But honestly, gotta say, still a bit rude. Because I think it was only there to protest the rebrand of Splash Mountain. You know, a lot of bare representation on that ride. But now that I think about it, we're looking at a pretty good premise for a sequel to Cocaine Bear. Now, I know, I know. The first one, loosely based on a real story. And this has nothing to do with that story. But still, little artistic uh, license with it. You could totally have a sequel to Cocaine Bear. Subtitle, Pandemonium Park. No. Grizzly Games. No, no. Roller Coaster Rumble. I was gone for the weekend, of course. Big thank you again to Craig for filling in for me for yesterday, Friday. Uh, just down in Edmonton, the Edmonton Expo, seeing some nerdy people. And, uh, you know, being one of them myself. Uh, I got to meet, you know, just a couple of the you know famous faces there. I got to see a bunch of the people dressing up. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, but also, I was staying in a vacation rental. And this thing was covered. I mean, just full of vaguely inspiring kitsch. You know what I mean? All over every single wall. Things like, uh, good things come to those who hustle. Uh, kind people are my kind of people. I'm not weird. I'm a limited edition. Just go for it. As well as two. I mean, two ones about adventure. One says it's time for a new adventure and say yes to new adventures. Uh, plural. So they're very different messages. Very, very different. <laughs> They even had in the bedroom a gigantic shoulda, woulda, coulda, and each one crossed out, and at the very on, uh, bottom, not crossed out, of course, did. Shoulda, woulda, coulda, did. Hey, you know, I'm not knocking the messages, really not. I just got to imagine that these guys uh, have stock in vaguely inspirational kitsch for some reason. Or, you know, bottom line, they just live, laugh, love to decorate, I guess. Hey, Alexa, play the Steve Reeve podcast common birthdays in the year. It is funny. You'd think it would be a very evenly distributed uh, kind of probability, but most likely people are uh, likely to have a birthday in mid-September, mid to late September. Most common birthdays of the year are almost all right in this range that we're in right now. Uh, the math does work out. I mean, if you really look at it, got to say warm in the winter somehow. We're talking September 9th is the most common. September 19th, the second most common, then 12th, 17th, uh, 10th, and then keeping it in September. We still have 20th, 15th, 16th, and 18th all in the top 10. What? Wow. Uh, and there is an outlier, though. Uh, there is one that isn't a September date in that top 10. That date would be July 7th. Yeah, so, I mean, happy birthday to all the September kids, but also, hey... Remember, early July, there's going to be a bunch as well. Uh, and, uh, you know, July, July 7th, uh, being among the top 10 most common birthdays, I had to do the math as well. That brings you back to nine months earlier, eh, mid-October, mid to late, you know. Oh, dead leaves, pumpkins everywhere. <laughs> Nature's Viagra, right? I guess. And then when all the pumpkins just start to rot. No, I'm going to go talk to some other people, all right? You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Welcome to the Steve Reeve Podcast with the best moments from the past week and a few things that didn't make it there. Tuesday. How often do you think about the Roman Empire? Hmm? Boyfriends and husbands. Have you been asked this by your partners yet? Um, 
It seems to be another innocuous uh, trend on the wide expanses of the internet of late. Um, and I was in a car with my girlfriend coming up from Edmonton yesterday. So, you know, for those four hours and change, uh, you better believe that I got grilled on it. Uh, and the answer is, uh, I don't know, every once in a while, I guess. Uh, and honestly, yeah, sometimes I do. And uh, I've even read uh, a little bit of a comic book that's just been coming out recently uh, called Dead Romans. Uh, pretty good. Uh, and uh, you, you got to imagine reading that. You're going to be thinking about the Roman Empire just a little bit. The writers certainly were. But anyway, the answer is, I don't know, every once in a while. Uh, certainly a lot more often now that I'm being asked about it all the time. Question. Anyone, uh, anyone out there think that maybe we've got enough local chatter groups online for Fort McMurray yet? When do we hit the quota? I mean, when's, what's the cutoff? I'm not seeing one. The evolutions never seem to cease. Everything goes. Everything actually goes. Anything and everything goes. Who goes there? Hey, it's everything. And maybe a little anything. Uncensored discussion. Even more uncensored discussion. Never get censored in this discussion over here. And of course, girl gangs one through five. I'm not even going to get into the neighborhood groups because, you know, we'd just be here all day. You're listening to the Steve Reed Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. Tom DeLong of Blink-182 saying that he didn't think he'd ever play music again. Not just that he didn't think that the band would get together again, uh, but it was when he found out that Mark Hoppus was sick, when he was told directly from Hoppus himself that uh, he was dealing with cancer and that he was going to have to be going through the whole process. And, you know, it is a difficult scenario to to face. Uh, It immediately made all of the members of the band uh, uh, want to do something about it. Of course, they've announced that their new album is going to be coming out next Next month, it's going to be October 20th. And uh, you can, of course, pre-order it, pre-save it, do all that good stuff as well. Uh, The Pretenders have announced a very intimate show, or at least a series of shows, in the UK. So nowhere near here, but very intimate uh, club shows uh, with dates including uh, some really, really uh, you know old school venues, some brand new ones as well, but only a very limited number and, of course, very small sizes for the audience at every single one of them. Lucky those who will be able to actually attend. There's a bear at Disney World! Or there was. There was a bear at Disney World. Uh, If you hadn't read the headline just yet, a bear uh, was spotted in and amongst at the Magic Kingdom. I mean, it's like for animals, right? They all come and they hang out with the princesses and stuff. I think it's right on point. It's on brand. But, uh, you know, actually, in reality, it's a theme park and there's a bear there. They did uh, have to do something about it. They shut down ten rides at Disney World. That's probably in addition to all the other rides that just were shut down because they broke down. Indiana Jones, I'm looking at you. But they had to, of course, get a concerted effort together and remove it safely. Bear was not harmed. Bear is moved. Nobody was harmed elsewise. But honestly, gotta say, still a bit rude because I think it was only there to protest the rebrand of Splash Mountain. You know, a lot of bear representation on that ride. But now that I think about it, We're looking at a pretty good premise for a sequel to Cocaine Bear. Now, I know, I know. The first one, loosely based on a real story, and uh, this has nothing to do with that story, but still, little artistic uh, license with it. You could totally have a sequel to Cocaine Bear. Subtitle, Pandemonium Park. No, Grizzly Games. No, no, Roller Coaster Rumble. I was gone for the weekend, of course. Big thank you again to Craig for filling in for me for yesterday, Friday, uh, just down in Edmonton. Wednesday. The situation is fall. It's autumn. Um, the first signs of the season change. They did seem to creep in slowly for this year. 
slowly, but then it was over this past weekend that the true start of fall feeling uh, kicked in har hardcore with the trees rapidly changing color, seemingly suddenly, uh, and then, you know, looking gorgeous as always with these uh, fall colors. Photo shoots now uh, going to be happening everywhere you look. <laughs> I've already seen some friends, uh, you know, saying, hey, what's up? You want to do some? Want to jump out into nature? Grab some photos with those lovely colors behind you. Hey, trust your friend and go and do that thing. Pay some money. They're going to need some money for the, the, you know, the fall into the holidays. You know, uh, absolutely help them out with that. But, you know, enjoy the nature. Enjoy the change. With it comes, of course, uh, you know, the chunky scarves. Sipping on more lattes, perhaps, and, uh, and you know, a lot of fun to be had as we really do embrace the spooky season coming up. It does make me wonder, as we enjoy the leaves changing color each year, do the trees love it when people change their outer layers to plaid as well? Is that a thing? Rick Astley is in the news because of, uh, well, you know, the connection between Rick Astley and the Foo Fighters continues to deepen and strengthen. Uh, he has performed some of their songs several times. He's even performed with them uh, very recently in the past, live on stage. And uh, just uh, most recently, him and his band were in Leicester uh, doing a performance at the Radio 2 in the Park Festival. And he joked on stage uh, that they liked playing other people's songs and that they were in the mood to murder one of the best songs ever. A song from 1997. Of course, that would be Everlong from the Foo Fighters. And you know, if you ever wondered what Rick Astley playing that would sound like, not only has he covered it a couple times on his YouTube channel, which you can check out, here's just the latest rendition. I mean, it sounds good. I don't know if they're murdering it. I think it sounds all right. I don't know why, but I kind of have like an expectation of Rick Astley songs, even when he covers other rock songs, to sound just like Never Gonna Give You Up. Not gonna happen. Meanwhile, in the news, Oasis, not because the brothers are fighting. I mean, they are. They always are. But the band is going to uh, see a milestone coming up. It's the 20th, uh, 25th anniversary of their album, The Master Plan, which was not exactly an album album. It was a collection of B-sides that was released in 1998, and uh, that covered a bunch of stuff from their original albums. Definitely, maybe, uh, What's the Story, Morning Glory, and Be Here Now throughout the uh, early 90s, early to mid. If you're curious about grabbing this 25th anniversary edition, they're putting it out on all kinds of formats, including CD, cassette, double vinyl, all kinds of different colors and pre-orders, of course, pre-saving available. That's going to be out in October. Thanks for listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. Today's an interesting day. I, you know, Let me just start by saying I think that most people are absolutely fairly reasonable. You know, I think that most everyone agrees caring for kids uh, and for each other is a good thing to do and a good thing to fight for like find the argument against but sometimes that means digging a little deeper than just the surface feelings and the surface fears to find out if a cause that sounds right on paper actually stacks up to be something worth supporting queer people exist transgendered people exist all kinds of people exist and kids are people so I choose to listen to the kids I choose to listen to love, because love is always going to win in the end. And I know there are protests this morning, and counter-protests organized as well. Be civil. Be patient with each other. We can talk to each other. Remember what you stand for, and remember that no matter how much it seems like your identity is being challenged and erased, you are seen and you are loved, and you are more than welcome to share the world with everyone else, just as you are. And uh, also a word to the educators, just trying to do right by the kids, hang in there. <laughs>
Tomorrow's a new day. Another tree joining me on the show. We've got a couple of representatives from the uh, Swamp Rat Experience uh, production of Rent the Musical that is coming up in November and it's going to be uh, performed at Keanu Theater and Art Center. We're going to get into all the details, though. First of all, hello. Who are you? How are you doing? Hi, my name is Hannah Friedhead, and I'm the artistic director of the company and the executive producer of Rent the Musical. Yes, and I'm Zach Barrett. I'm the director for the production of Rent. We're a local independent theater company. We're a registered nonprofit, and we do a whole bunch of theater programming in Wood Buffalo. So for those who don't know, what about the, the show itself? What about Rent? Rent the Musical. It's, uh, it's a Broadway production about star- a group of starving artists in New York City in the late 80s, early 90s, as they go through a year in their lives, as a series of, of fortunate and unfortunate events occur to, you know, this group of people determining where they can find love, acceptance, and all the, in all of its different forms over the course of that year. And this is one of the biggest Broadway productions ever. Yes. So we're really excited yeah. for it to actually make its Wood Buffalo debut. Big oh, enough, yeah. they made a movie about it, too. Very true. Although there is nothing quite like a live performance, and a live performance in our community takes people from our community to be, you know, cast and crew so how did the auditions process go i think we had over 60 people turn out in total individual people we had 72 people show up was it 72 72 and a large number of those were newbies brand new to theater which actually reflects in the cast so we have a cast of 11 and then in terms of backstage the crew kind of gets filled out as we get closer to showtime but production team we've got music director assistant music director there's you there's me there's costume designer lights and set designer is one person uh, uh, two assistant stage managers a stage have, manager yeah, carpenters mic operators yep. there will be uh, uh, set painters there will yep. be ushers front of house there is there it's a village it's an entire village look at it to the l- high 20s low 30s optimistically sounds like an all right weather forecast uh, what about the rehearsals process How, when did that start the last day of august the first week of september and that goes all the way up till the show time which is the 16th 17th 18th of november that whole last week is just tons of technical stuff but every week between that beginning of september till then is has a rehearsal or two or more on it we kind of ramp them up the closer to showtime that we're getting so so before performances on those three dates yeah. so we open on thursday november 16th then we have a performance on the Friday and then we have two performances on the Saturday including a matinee at 2 p.m. and the matinee is a dry event meaning there will be no bar yeah for those who wish to partake in theater without alcohol being present of course uh, all at a really wonderful venue as well it's uh, on the main stage at Keanu Theater down at Keanu Theater and Art Center so it's a beautiful beautiful venue you can get tickets quite easily you go to tickets.keanu.ca we have several different discounts and tiers in place Get your tickets early. I know we're last minute town. I know we like to wait until the day before, but our last, I believe it's three or four events have sold out completely several weeks in advance. And I'm fully, we're already seeing tickets just running through the door. So don't let it wait. Don't let it wait. Uh, it is coming mid-November. Of course, this is Rent the Musical from Swamp Rat Experience on the Keanu Theater stage. Thank you guys, uh, Hannah and Zach, for taking the time to tell us all about it. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much for having us. Thursday. I didn't catch it live, just saw it on the highlights, but if you were watching the Blue Jays game on Tuesday, uh, well, first of all, you were probably happy with the outcome if you're a Jays fan, 7-1 versus the Yankees, but you also might have witnessed uh, the Blue Jays pitcher, Yusei Kikuchi, leaving the game midway. And the reason was, I mean, he was kind of rubbing his shoulder a bit throughout, and uh, it was becoming pretty obvious to the commentators, and I'm sure to you know the crowd as well, but eventually, finally... 
He had to leave the game midway due to severe cramping. And uh, you know that's going to affect a pitcher. Absolutely it is. But the part that's getting people's attention even more than that is when asked about it, uh, he theorized that it might have been because he only got 11 hours of sleep before the game. Which immediately begged the question, and he was asked how many hours he usually gets. His answer is 13 to 14 hours. You know how there's only 24 in a day? Yeah, that is a surplus, sir. 13 to 14 hours. My answer to that is, pardon the hell out of me. Uh, excuse me, I didn't even sleep that much as a lanky, growth-spurting teenager. That's a lot of hours. In the words of Squirrely Dan from Letterkenny, Must be nice. It's been 30 years, nearly, since In Utero, the in absolutely incredible Nirvana album, and Chris Novoselic of the band has been reflecting on those three decades, and uh, also has been commenting on the chance of the surviving members of the band uh, putting out more music under the Nirvana label and pro- possibly using AI to complete sketches of old songs that were, you know, recorded or on demo tapes or the like. He says he's excited about the live shows that were on recordings because, you know, they did use AI taking digital audio tapes from the soundboard, from performances in several different cities, and using the AI simply to separate all the instruments to allow them to have a good mix out. That is the kind of usage that he is talking about not so much using AI to replicate the voice of the deceased frontman of the band, of course, Kurt Cobain. Ozzy Osbourne in the news talking about his very final surgery, saying that he can't do it anymore. Uh, he's been in pain ever since a uh, an, an accident that uh, dislodged some pins that he had had in his spine. He says that certain vertebrae in his back are essentially just, just destroyed, demolished. And he says that he does have one more surgery set, but regardless of the way it ends up, I'm not doing it anymore. I can't, is what he says. His final neck surgery will be coming up. Uh, and he'll be talking about the progress as well as the results, of course, as much as he can on the revived The Osbournes podcast, which he shares, of course, with his wife, Sharon and kids, Jack and Kelly from the TV show. A 25th anniversary edition Steelbook Blu-ray coming out of the absolutely contentious American Godzilla adaptation from 1998. I mean, you do the math with the 25-year anniversary. Of course, we're talking about the Matthew Broderick, Jean Renault joint. That's going to be coming out October 24th. You can read all about it. We're going to post a blog thing up on the website, cruiseradio.com, so you can get the links and all that good stuff. But um, I thought, you know, since this announcement has been made, and since I am somewhat tempted to get this thing, at least if not to buy the collector's edition, to watch the movie again, because it has been a while, quite a while. I thought it would be a good time to revisit the fact that there's actually a Godzilla 1998 Fort McMurray connection. And that is uh, a, uh, a friend of mine, a former resident of the town, uh, his name is Alex. He actually has been all over Reddit, all over the internet uh, in January of this year because he has what I believe to be the largest collection of Godzilla 1998 on VHS of anybody. No one else in the world can match his 51 copies and po- potentially more. So it was 51 copies as announced in Jul- uh, June, or, sorry, uh, January of this year. In January of last year, it was at about 20. So more than doubled in a 365 uh, range. Perhaps it's at higher than 51 now, but we haven't gotten the update yet. Regardless, Alex... Congratulations. I don't think anybody's taken the title away from you and continue to reach your goals, whether that is just to own as many copies of a obscure-ish movie as possible on VHS, or if the attempt is to actually get as many of these copies out of circulation as possible so that crimes against cinema cannot be repeated. I don't know what the motivation is, but if it is the latter, 
Sorry to say, yeah, new Blu-ray is going to be coming out October 24th. Friday. I find it weird. I just learned about fake belly buttons uh, and uh, the fact that these are a thing. Seems silly, and yet apparently manufacturers having trouble holding on to uh, their, their sticker sheets of fake belly buttons. Why? Why would you want a fake belly button? Well, the whole idea is that it's supposed to go with depending on what your outfit of the day is, what your look is, what you want to slay in. And uh, then adding a fake belly button above that to make it look like, you know, your legs are longer, that your body's kind of like stretched a little bit, a little bit longer than it actually is. But it's a weird sensation when you see the uh, fake belly button and then the real belly button below it, which looks suddenly a lot more authentic than the fake belly button did, even though you were convinced prior. It looks just, it's just weird, right? Fake belly buttons for longer-looking legs. Uh, not something I would have put on my bingo card, but hey, I get it. It makes sense. My question is, why stop at one, though? Really? I mean, if you want to get some eyes on you, you really want to get attention, try two. Or six. Or have a biblically accurate number of belly buttons and stick them all over your stomach. Really keep them guessing. You're listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. Mick Jagger has been speaking out about Paul McCartney in very positive ways. Of course, they've gotten together for a collaboration not too long ago. The upcoming album, Hackney Diamonds, from the Rolling Stones, features Paul McCartney and uh, and more, also some Ringo on there. But uh, he said of Paul McCartney specifically, uh, Mick Jagger says, it's great playing with a band. He really rocked it on the recordings. Um, they announced that album on September 6th and uh, led that with the uh, single Angry, and uh, that's the first of any new releases from the band since 2005's A Bigger Bang. Um, and original music for the first time in 18 years, not a bad thing at all. But uh, more to come, of course, as the album has not quite arrived yet. It will be heading out there in October, on the 20th specifically. And a brand new bill in the United States might be a good thing for independent artists when it comes to the negotiating table with streaming platforms. There's been a lot of discussion about this in recent days, not just in music, of course, a lot of it has to do with the strikes we're seeing in Hollywood for the writers, directors, etc. But on the music industry side of it, a uh, version of a bill that has been newly updated may be able to grant musicians the chance to discuss fairer rates and terms for the use of their music. Going forward, it's called the Protection Working, uh, sorry, Protect Working Musicians Act, and uh, more to come as it develops into the future. I did have a question to ask, and it's more I'm asking out into the universe, into the ether out there. Why do the online algorithms think that I want to see endless videos of horse and cow and donkey hooves being worked on, being cleaned, being reshoed in some cases? Why does it think that I want to watch all that? And why do I watch every single video to completion, to the very end, to the last second? <laughs> Maybe that's why the algorithms got me. Transmission over. One more Steve? New podcast episodes happen every Friday, or just tune into the Steve Reeve Show. Weekday mornings starting at 5.30 a.m. on 100.5 Cruise FM.